Welcome to another episode of What the Shuck, the podcast where anything can be said and anything goes. And today, two big knuckleheads are talking more high school football as I'm Matt Shuckman, editor of MuddyRiverSports.com, and I'm joined by David Adam, the WTAD play-by-play voice for game night broadcast, as well as MuddyRiverNews.com editor. What's up, biggest? Hey, what's going on? How how you feeling? I'm getting better. Getting better. Glad to gonna gonna try to venture out this weekend. Uh, get away from the computer and the laptop, and try to get back on my feet a little bit. Do I actually so. see some people? It'd be nice. It's uh, well, I saw some people during this because I was in the hospital and. I got to, I got to see you the other day because I had to, I was going to go see my new doctor and I saw you there too. It's the first time I've seen you in two weeks. Yeah, I know it's been kind of crazy, but uh, the leg is healing, which is a good thing. It's still uh, still battling a little bit, but we'll fight through it as always. All right. Well, it sounds like so, the but, some other teams got to fight through some things to keep their playoff hopes alive. Well, and and that's the interesting thing. We're headed into this week where it's a crucial juncture because we've got a couple teams in our area who have qualified for the playoffs with their fifth victory, with at least five victories. We've got a couple more teams sitting there at four, but with a tough schedule ahead. Mm -hmm. And then we've got some teams that could they make a run the last three weeks and fight their way in. I don't know if that's possible, but I know for a couple of those, uh, they got to get the ship righted right away, and, and specifically that would be Quincy Notre Dame. Yeah, no, Notre Dame, it, it's still kind of hard for me to determine how good this team is. Um, the first three weeks, well, to be honest, if you, if, you know, now looking back that they've, the, the Raiders have played six games, um, you know, Quincy – the, the, the victory over Quincy was good, but we're fine. You know, Quincy's football team this year is young. Um, if they yeah. get in the playoffs, it's it's going to be, you know, they're going to get in with a 5-4 and four record. Um, you know, this isn't one of Rick Little's best teams. Um, and, and so, but, but I don't want to diminish that victory for Notre Dame over Quincy High School. Um, the victory over Alleman, you shouldn't even have to count. The victory over Marceline, that was a, a small school that came to Notre Dame, was kind of like, hey, we think we've got a pretty good little small football team over here in Missouri. We want to step up in class. Notre Dame was like, bring it on. Let's play. Um, so they won right. that game. Duchenne sounded like it was a good team. Notre Dame got two yep. defensive touchdowns, held on to win on the road. Um, modern day – I think Notre Dame could beat. Um, I'm not sure okay. that Notre Dame could beat them, you know, six or seven times out of ten. I, I, my guess is Modern Day's a little bit better right now. Um, I really like the quarterback co- uh, wide receiver combination that they had, but Notre Dame could beat that team. There was, um, at least I believe it, that uh, there might be others who go, you're crazy. There's no way that Notre Dame could beat modern day. I, I think Notre Dame can beat modern day, but if they didn't, um, I'm not sure Notre Dame could beat Muhammad Seymour. Muhammad Seymour was really impressive. Um, their quarterback was six, 490 pounds and he just threw it all over the yard and, and Notre Dame offensively just, they're, they're, they're still fighting. And, um, well, to me, that's where this, that's where everything hinges right now. And obviously yeah. they got a Lutheran 
Carl's team coming in this weekend that's pretty darn good. Yeah, that's just it. They're, they're playing a re- they're going through a really rough schedule right now, but Muhammad Seymour is likely to be a class ahead of Notre Dame in the postseason playoffs. Um, right. Um, Lutheran St. Charles, I've just been told, is fantastic. Is is is, is you yeah. know they're they're really really good. So I'm still just not really sure. How good is Notre here's Dame? The, here's the thing. Notre Dame offensively is not good enough to go win a state title. Oh, no. No, that's that, – right now, that's think, for I don't sure. Know if, I don't know if they're good enough offensively. If they're sitting here at 6-3 and three in the playoffs, if they're good enough offensively to go win a first-round game. Well, because the, they're going to have to go play uh, uh, probably a 9-0 and o team on the road. Um, uh, yeah, maybe not 9-0, and o, but probably an 8-1 or 7 one, yeah. Because you know, Notre, Dame, Notre Dame always has good has good power points, which means that they're yeah. going to be one of the better six and three teams in the field. So they, you know, they could very well draw seven and two and be on the road for round one. But you know, right now they're looking at having to win their final two weeks to get to six and three if yeah. they struggle this week against uh, losing St. Charles. Um, but the bottom line is, offensively, they're not a juggernaut by any means. And they're going to struggle to score on teams on good defenses. Yeah, so it puts all the yeah. pressure on your defense and your special teams to win. And that's a pretty hard combination to yeah. to overcome. I mean, I I I I, I, tell you, I got to give Calvin Lavery a little bit of credit. Um, you know, his numbers. You just look at the raw numbers. They're not. They haven't been very good. I mean, he was eleven of thirty-eight against Modern Day. He was seven of twenty-eight against. Muhammad um, Seymour, but a especially Muhammad Seymour brought a nasty pass rush. Um, they came yeah. into that game averaging almost five sacks a game, and Notre Dame only gave up two sacks. And several of the throws that Lavery made hit receivers. I mean, right in the hands, right between the numbers, and they just didn't catch the ball. Um, right. You know, Calvin's not great at throwing the deep ball, but he can throw that those short intermediate routes. He just didn't have a lot of help from his receivers. The week against Modern Day, he had a, a few more issues. Don't, uh, I, I, that was just not a good game for him. But I know the game against uh, um, um, uh, last week against Muhammad Seymour, there were multiple times I thought he threw passes that were right there. And the fact is Notre Dame – was right in that game. Notre Dame was down two touchdowns with the ball at the four at Muhammad's forty early third quarter, and and you're yeah. literally thinking, gosh, if they could get a score here, it's fourteen to seven, and Notre Dame has a shot. And then I yep. mean, I mean, the bus went off the cliff quick. I mean, it was, um, you know, the lateral was picked up and returned for a touchdown. Uh, the Lavery threw two interceptions. Uh, ben Casper had a so fumble. Muhammad capitalized on mistakes, and Muhammad took care of every one of those mistakes. And it went from fourteen to nothing to forty-one to nothing in the blink of an eye, which shows just how good Muhammad Seymour. Muhammad took care of business and 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 took right. care took advantage of every one of them. that's what good teams do. Um, well, they do, and you know, and and we've talked about the offensive struggles Q and D's had, and and it. Has the defense and special teams haven't been able to balance that out the last couple of weeks? Well, especially when you get like, when you have a fumble and you and you give the ball up at the ten yard line. There's not a whole lot you can do yeah. about that as a defense. Exactly. Um, but what I'm, the point I was thinking is, 
They've got three weeks to win one game to get in the playoffs. And they've I got think two they're going to do that. Oh, sure. I mean, they've got uh, – I think Granite City hasn't won a game, and I think Alton Marquette hasn't won a game. So I think Notre Dame Correct. is going to get – Notre Dame's going to get two. Uh, I'd be surprised if they don't get two. But so – so- we still just don't know how good are they going to be in the classification they're going to fall in because, you know, I don't know that you're going to find teams like Lutheran St. Charles out there, that, that, like the team they're going yeah. to find. And, and, and Muhammad's a 5A school that's undefeated with a – if that kid's not a Division One quarterback, you know, I, then I don't know what one looks like because, I mean, I was doing the game with Kyle Venverlo last week, uh, and Kyle was just – you know, he's a former quarterback. He, he appreciates the position. He was just going, man – this kid does not throw a bad ball. Yeah. Now, we expect Notre Dame to be in the playoffs. We expect them potentially to be 6-3 and three when all is said and done. Right. Across town in Quincy High School, they've got to win the final three to get in the playoffs. Now, they can win two of them. I think they got two and, ones coming. Can they pull off a, 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 a trifecta? That's the, that'll be the key question. They got to, it starts this week. they got to beat Genesee. Yeah. Right, and Geneseo, from what I understand, yeah. is very young. Um, if you want to do the comparative scores thing, East Moline, United Township beat Geneseo, and Notre Dame just boat raced United Township. So uh, Geneseo is near the bottom of the conference this year, and so I think that's yeah. that should be a victory. The next week after that is Alleman. Alleman is just helpless this year. I mean, the the, the, yeah. the, the, the team's got in, just in total disarray. Um, that should be a, a route, all right? Then that brings you to Quincy Rocky in the final week of the season. Now, you, I, me- I remember a couple of weeks ago, Rock Island lost, was it 64 to nothing to Moline? 67 to nothing to Moline. Yeah. All right, but then I also but, said that, that, that Rocky played pretty well last week. Yeah. So, I, I'm, you know, the thing for Quincy High is that is the lost Gales were going to come back and bite them. You know, and, yeah. and you sit there and you just wonder if they had played better in that game, then all they need is two out of three to get in the playoffs instead of three out of three. I just think that um, you know, do, 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 I'm just curious would if, would would it, I think it would be beneficial for the program if 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 Rick Little can take this very young team, and I mean they are yep. painfully young, and yeah. get and get them in the playoffs at five and four. To kind of uh, go, okay, fellas, you know, here's this nine and O team or eight and one team that you're going to draw in the first round, and kind of give them a taste of this is the level you've got to get to now, because oh, I, I think, I think they've got, yeah, I, I think they've got a lot of, I I think the potential is there for for Quincy High School to be really good next year, but they're just they're yeah. just too small and too young this year to make any real kind of a dent. I think in the postseason. Well, I I think the future is extremely bright. It's how bright can you make it? Can you get to the playoffs this year? Even if you get get steamrolled by a nine and zero, right? In in round one of the playoffs, you still got to the playoffs with an extremely young team. Um, and, and even if they don't get to the playoffs, give yourself a chance. Yeah. Win this week, beat Tennessee, beat Alleman, and play Rocky with everything on the line because that is essentially then a playoff game. Yeah, and that absolutely and you put your kids in that situation. And that's what you want right now. You want these kids to, to be put in situations that they grow from. Um, and, and they've done that this year. They, they've grown. They've gone on the road more. That's the most interesting part for me so far with Quincy High is they've been so good at home 
under Rick Little, it it totally flipped this year. Their their victories have been on the road. Well, part of that is because uh, Alton was okay and United Township wasn't very good, so that always helps when you go on the road and you well, don't play yeah, teams but, that are all that good. But, but but then I have to go back to the fact that they were leading Moline at halftime. Yeah, that's just a remarkable uh, – to, that's an, you know, to me a they, remarkable accomplishment for them. And I know that you don't want to go – you don't want those, those, those small victories like that, but the fact is – Moline's been really good this year, and Quincy led them yeah. in half. Well, and I think what it shows is Quincy is talented, but the consistency is not there because of the UW youth. Yeah, and I, you know, I think once they find some of that consistency and that experience, and get rid of some of that youth, watch out because there's a lot of talent there. Yeah, there is. Um, so. In, in West Central Illinois, Brown County, Danson, Cane Point Central. Okay, Danson. Brown County and Central both five and one. They're in. Yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna both improve their record over the next three weeks, and end up being, you know, eight and one or seven and two, depending on how everything shakes out the last few weeks. And so they'll both be Do, solid. What about like solid like, like like has Central played Beardstown? I don't think Central they have. They play Beardstown this week. Okay, there you go. Because Beardstown obviously threw a curveball at Brown County. Um, yeah. I understand West, well, then, West Central out of Winchester is supposed to be pretty good too. Well, and see, and, and that's the point I was going to get to. Okay, Unity Payson last week beat Beardstown. So after Beardstown knocks off Brown County, they turn around and lose to Unity Payson. Well, that, that, Unity well, that's Payson surprising. Itself, yeah, and Unity Payson has put itself in a, in a, in a prime position but also a tough position. So the, the Mustangs are four and two. They need one victory of the final three weeks to qualify for the playoffs. So they've, they've given themselves a great opportunity to be in the postseason. However, their final three weeks are all against teams that are five and one right now. Wow. That's, yeah. That, they, that's, they, 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 they play Brown County at home this week. And then they've got Carrollton and Winchester West Central. Right. And both of those teams are five and one headed into this week. Now Carrollton's one loss is to Camp Point Central. Um. So, it, but but Carrollton, everybody I think knew Carrollton was going to be a beast this year with everything they returned, uh, and they're starting to show that. So Unity's going to have a chance full the next three weeks just to to win one. So my question but to you is: get, Is if who, they get in the playoffs, they're going to be battle tested. Okay, so you've got Carrollton, Beardstown, Central, Brown County, Menden Unity, West Central. Is there a is there a big dog out of that bunch to 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 wave the the WIVC flag? To wave it all the way to a state. Game, let's, 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 let's say just a state semifinal game. Let's let's get to that okay. point. If, if I'm if I'm asking who the big dog is, I, I would go one of two, and that would be Central and Carrollton. Wow, that's interesting. You did not pick Brown County out of that bunch because Brown County's already beaten Central. True, but I think Central's the better team in the long run. Interesting. All right. 
and they have more they have more depth. I think they're better up front. Uh, I think they stumbled early in that game against Brown County and then played great in the second half and just had, couldn't get out of the hole they were in. Uh, the fact that Central beat Carrollton week one, and I just I just look at Central and, and just see see the improvement each week, and just sit there and go those young kids that didn't play a lot in the skill positions places are now getting experience and, and showing their wares, mm-hmm. and that lineup front that has all the experience is really digging in and playing well, and then and. Carrollton, Carrollton doesn't surprise me that they're now five and one, right? Because Carrollton has a ton of talent. Um, they just ran into a good central team week one. Can anybody touch? Can, does Hannibal need to show up for their last its last three games? No, I mean Hann, Hannibal's not getting touched. Now, here's the interesting thing: I was, I was kind of looking at there are six undefeated teams in Class Four in Missouri. Hannibal being one of those, right? Uh. The, one of the other ones is MICDF, which is coached by Freddie Bouchard. One of my, one of my favorite guys. And so the, they seem to be on a collision course for another state quarterfinal showdown. Yeah, that's you're exactly right. I agree with that. You know, and I think it's tough to say, but I think Hannibal's prime. Hannibal's prime to, for this to be the year. Well, I like what they've done in regard to um, – I think so many times when a team has a stud like Aeneas Williams, they just want to keep giving him the ball all the time. And, and guys, I mean, it's kind of hard not to want to give him the ball all the time because he's so good. But sure. Hannibal has just given him a very steady diet of 10 carries in this game and 12 carries in that game. And they're giving A.J. Thomas – a lot of the workload. Well, well that, and, and that was the plan all along. I don't think anybody thought Aeneas Williams was going to be a 35-carry a game back because they use him so much as a receiver. Exactly. I mean, he's their number one receiver. Yes. So I think people don't quite understand he's labeled as a running back, but he's more of an all-purpose back where you throw him the ball and let him get into space and do things. He's not a between-the-tackles, 35-carry game kind of guy the way A.J. Thomas is sure. or the way Damian French was last year, mm-hmm. last couple of years. Oh, but I, th- but know, I think that's what makes Hannibal so interesting is yeah. they've got a good quarterback. They've got other kids they can throw the ball to. Hannibal sort of is – I mean, the best example I can think of is they're sort of, they're sort of like the, the greatest show on turf Rams back in the Super Bowl days where it was we can, give it, to, we can give it to Falk, we can give it to Isaac Bruce, we can give it to Torrey Holt. Hannibal's just got weapons yeah. all over the place, and it sounds like Hannibal can score 40 without even breathing hard. Yeah, and last week it sounded like they struggled in the first half just with consistency, and then boom, next thing you know, they're up 40. Hmm. It's it's crazy how scary good they are. But again, they're going to run into a, a crazy good team in the state quarterfinals should, should this continue to play out this way. Yep. Yep, I agree. And, you know, and then, so obviously we've talked about Hannibal a lot, and and they just keep plowing through things and and plowing through opponents. What's gotten intriguing on the the Missouri side of the river is Palmyra's starting to play better. Monroe City took a lump with the loss of Brookfield. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, 
is is Monroe City at Class One going to be as good as we think? You know, Brookfield sounds like he has a dynamite defense. Yeah. Um, you know, is Monroe City because Monroe City will be Class One? They're a load. They're a load in Class One. Yeah, I, I think th- I think that loss to, to Brookfield qualifies as well. My, I'm 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 going to assume Brookfield's two A. And Notre and and and, yeah. and 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 Monroe City would never run into them in the postseason. Correct. How about Highland? They've got a freaking Highland. track team out there. Yeah, they've got all kinds of speed. But, I to me, I think this is a week for Highland to basically come out and say either we're for real, or hey, we've had a good season and we're getting a lot better, but we still can't yet throw punches with the heavyweights. Well, I think we saw that when they lost to Centralia. Do you think that would change if they were, if would you change your mind if if, if they beat Palmyra this week? I, I think this is they they had, if they want to be considered not only a, a district contender, but you know, we've elevated ourselves to the upper half of the CCC. Mm-hmm. You got to beat one of the big dogs, yeah. and you got to not only you have to beat, you got to play with them. And they didn't play with Centralia; they got beat bad, right? So this is this is a chance to show everybody, hey, that was a blip on our radar. Now we're bouncing back, and we're going to take care of business. If they don't take care of business, then it's like, okay, you've elevated yourself past the the lower part of the league, but you're not to the upper half. Of the league. Right, right, right. And and, and to be so, honest, at Highland, it's been a long time since Highland has been yeah good, um, and and they've made great strides. And, yes, and I, I'm not saying that to diminish what Coach DeGarmo and, and the Cougars have done. I just think there's still a lot to prove. Yeah, I, I, th- I think th- th- and I think that's what this week offers them a chance. Here's another yeah. chance for you to prove yourself, but yep. you know, if you can't knock off Palmyra and you got drubbed by Centralia, then yeah, you're in the middle of the conference yep. but you're not going to go very far in the postseason. I, I, like, I like the way Palmyra's trending though. Do you really? Continuing yeah, continuing to get better each week. I know they had the, the loss to Monroe City, but again, they they have everybody in place now. Um, you know, after some early season being without some guys early in the season, they've got everybody in place. You know, they got a little bit of inspiration um, to play for Luke Triplett and his family after his dad's death. Mm-hmm. And By the way, wonderful just, story last week. That was really nice. Thank you. He. Uh, He's a he's a great kid. He's a, he's he's feisty um, and he's funny, but uh, he's a great kid. And, and his mom um, works here in Quincy at the Early Childhood Center in the public school. Oh, okay, that might explain why so, you might know him then. Yeah, and and just a just a very a very fun, a very unique family. And it, you know, your your heart again. And I, it it was really. It, it was nice to see and, and very enlightening and very uh, it touched your heart to see how the different communities in Northeast Missouri reached out yeah. to the family and to that to the Palmyra community and showed their support. It just show it just reminds you no matter how no matter how deep your rivalry is on the field or on the court, there's good people around you. There are good people. All right, well, dude, let's wrap this up. So it should be an interesting week. We're going to find out more who's, who's playoff ready and who's not. 
uh, a little more this week, and, and we'll see. Where are you on Friday night? I will, be, I will be at Notre Dame uh, against uh, Lutheran St. Charles. It'll just be interesting to see. They've got they've yep. got punched they got punched in the mouth last week. Um, and yep. It'll be interesting to see if if how they respond to that. And I'm not necessarily saying that they're going to go win the ball game because I've, everything I've been told is is is, is Lutheran St. Charles is loaded. Um, but can they can they play better against Lutheran St. Charles? That's what I want to see. Well, whoever wants to uh, tune into that game, they can check you out at 9.30 a.m. on WCAD. And uh, the Blue Devils will be on WGEM, 14.40 a.m. That's right. At home. Uh, and we'll have a at home against Geneseo. And uh, we'll have more, more football to talk about. We may even talk a little state golf next week if we find out how the teams do after this weekend. So <laughs> That's true. We'll see what happens. Hey, bud, enjoy your Friday night football. All right, get better. Will do. Hey, this is uh, Matt Shuckman and David Adams, two big knuckleheads talking high school football on the What the Shuck podcast. Have a great weekend.